Welcome back to After Whistle Sports Podcast for another edition of our college basketball preview. This week, we're going to be going over the SEC. So let's just jump right into it, Jack. What do you got at your number 14 spot? Yeah, at 14, I've got Georgia uh, bringing up the rear. They have they had seven of their guys from last year transfer, which is really horrendous. Basically, the only returner was going to be P.J. Horn, who is going to miss the entire season with a knee injury. Uh, they had a bunch of newcomers. You know, basically just like bench guys from USC, Virginia, Gonzaga. Uh, but this is this is just a, a program in absolute shambles. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not, not my, MI14, I have Georgia as well. They're terrible. Tom Crean is a terrible coach. The team's <laughs> bad. I, I'm pretty sure I saw something that they played one of these secret scr- scrimmages a couple weeks ago, and I think they lost by like 30 to maybe a Division II team. Usually uh, the scrimmages are close, too. Yeah, but they're, they're close in the sense that you don't go, but you hear what the box score was and, and you see what the what the final score was. But yeah, I'm pretty sure they lost to a Division II team um, last week. So definitely, they're, they're definitely awful. Uh, no doubt yeah, about it. They're doing a great job at football right now. Maybe, yeah, could get uh, Kirby Smart out there on the court. I don't know. Yep. Maybe Davis could play center. Or, you know. Um, uh, in my number 13 spot, I have South Carolina here. I, I just there there's nothing for me uh, that stands out for this team. They're probably gonna be one of the worst offenses in the country. Um, Bart Torvik rankings project them to have the 226th best offensive efficiency, which is very bad. Uh, <laughs> it's basically saying that that there's about 200 teams better in terms of offensive efficiency. But no, they're they're not good at all. Um, the one, one thing we, we know about the SEC is, is unlike the other conferences we've done already, where they have some deep teams, they have some teams that could pull off some upsets. Um, Georgia and South Carolina are really bad. They're, they're pretty terrible, and they're going to lose a lot of their games. That's all yeah, I have no, to say about that. I'm with you. Like The bottom four or five SEC teams are not the same quality as the bottom four or five Big 12, Pac-12, Big 10 teams. Um, at 13, I, I have Missouri. Uh, you know, some these teams seem pretty interchangeable in general, but you know, last year, uh, you know, Drew Smith, Jeremiah Tillman, uh, Xavier Pinson transferred. It's really a good team, but you know, if they're ceiling with uh, a senior laden lost roster, is you know, the nine seed losing the first round, you know, that, that's pretty tough. They got two transfers, Jaron Coleman from Ball State, who's averaging 14, but you know, and like that, you know, Ball State and Amari Davis from Green Bay, who's averaging 17. We're going to see if this translates to you know, playing against SEC defenses. Uh, you know, but the, this team really has a lot of problems, you know, with shooting. I think they're like ranked like 310th, like in returning minutes, you know. Oh yeah, no, they're bad. They're, this team no. is very unproven. So I have them there. At my number 12 spot, I have Texas a and here. Um, the only like good, I guess, or only, only shining value here is, is Therese Radford is a great scorer. Um, but that's about it. Uh, they're, they're really bad on the defensive end, as you can see with a lot of these, uh, bottom tier SEC teams is the defense is just is so it weighs them down so much. But uh, there's not much I can say about them here. They're gonna probably be all right. I think their ceiling right now is probably just middle of the pack, and I, I don't even think they're that good. Uh, so yeah, I'll probably lump them together with the South Carolinas and the Missouris, which is spoiler alert, they're my 11th ranked team. So 
Yeah, I've got South Carolina at 12. I mean, they didn't do very well last year. A lot of it was due to some COVID issues. But, you know, I think they're maybe a little bit better than some of these other teams because their roster is a lot of size. Uh, you know, Wilden, Levesque, Trayvon Minot, George Mason transfer, A.J. Wilson, LSU transfer, Josh Gray. Uh, but this defense last year was ranked 311th in three-point percentage and 334th in free-throw free defense. Uh, which some of that isn't necessarily their fault, but like, yeah, this team is just extreme defensive Yeah, they're pretty bad. At my 11th spot, I got Missouri. Of course, you talked about it a lot, but they lost a ton of their talent. Um, the only reason I have them a little bit higher is because I think Lonzo Martin's a solid coach, and he's still pretty young and still pretty new to, to the head coaching role, so I want to see. I'm not going to write him off just yet, but they have a lot of work to do. Um, I don't think they're very talented as a team, but that doesn't mean that they can't uh, get better throughout the season and put a product on the court that is somewhat respectable. But again, th- this team is, is still in rebuild mode. Um, don't expect much from Missouri this year. Yeah. In my 11, I've got, I've got old miss. Uh, you know, this team is not very good offensively last year. They ranked 312 at both three point attempts and percentage. Uh, there were 330 teams in the country that scored more points from beyond the arc than the city did. That's, that's terrible. I mean, uh, you know, their, their guard, Devante Schuler, who was basically the only guy who ever shot threes transferred, uh, you know, this year there's a, they've got true freshman Deshaun Ruffin, uh, who's a very small, uh, but lethal ball handler. Who's a, who's a pretty good shooter. Uh, and a couple of transfers, you know, Duke from Duke, Jamin Brakefield, uh, you know, this team has got a little bit of potential, I think. Uh, and you know, they've got some other transfers, Mar- um, or, uh, but you know, they, they're maybe a little better than some of these other bottom of the conference teams, but this is definitely going to be a mid to bottom. Yeah. I have, uh, I have Ole Miss as my, at my 10 spot. Um, again, like I worry about their offense a lot. Their defense actually shouldn't be that bad. They do have size too. I mean, they have seven foot of Nicia Brooks, um, Who's, who's always down there. They got uh, a couple of solid guards, Matthew Morrell and, and Jarkel Joyner. But this is this team is is not one that's going to run people off the court with their three-point shooting. Um, they're going to go through some spells where, where they can't hit shots, they can't score points. But um, I do like the, the size in terms of, of a defensive team in the, in the SEC. And, I mean, I don't know. I, I, they currently – Bart Torvik currently has their NCAA tournament projected – odds as as 10 percent so it's a lot better than the other teams but still on the on the outside looking in here but uh they could surprise some people i think yeah uh at 10 i'm at 10 right i'm gonna take yeah. i'm gonna take vanderbilt uh maybe a little bit of a hot take but i think i think the couple teams i'll talk about next are a little bit better i mean this team is it, 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 it's a one-trick pony it, it, it's scotty pippen jr i mean that's, he's he's a great that, that trick is amazing though he's the guy i mean he scored 21 a game last year but i mean the reason is just because the rest of the teams it's vanderbilt i mean this is not they won three games in conference they were three and 13 the year before they were three and 15 i mean there's only so much you can do. yeah they like, got some I, help I mean, though they got some help they got some transfers Got, they got some transfers. They got, I'm sure you'll talk about it, Senator Liam Robinson. Yeah, they're, they're my next team, so I'll touch up Seven on Seven-footer. Yeah, Roddy Chapman from Dayton. Uh, but I, I don't think they're, they're – they're all right. They, they, have, they have high potential. I mean, Scott Jr. is great. 
Uh, but we'll see. Yeah, at my ninth spot, I, I have Vanderbilt here. And Scotty Pippen Jr. is all SEC. He might be the SEC player of the year. Might be like all, he might be all, an All-American when, when it's all said and done. But um, they got some guys that, that can support him a little bit. You mentioned Chapman. Chapman. You mentioned Robbins, who's from Minnesota. Who's um, He was actually one of the better big men in the Big Ten uh, for a little bit there. Seven-footer. Did he outstanding. start? He, yeah, of course he started. He was good. He averaged uh, – where am I see this? I, I guess I can't find the stats. 11 but, and 4 or something. But he could, also, he could also stretch the floor a little bit, provide some exterior shooting. 11 and 12 shooting. and 7. That's pretty good, yeah. No, he's pretty solid. And um, Jerry Why Stackhouse – What? Why do you go to Vanderbilt? He's a big academic kid. Anchor down. But, no, I like Vanderbilt. Like, honestly, at, at this point on uh, – I might be wanting to, to put them higher than some of these other teams, but again, I, I was worried about some of the wings. I mean, they have the staff, Scotty Pippen Jr. at guard. They have the big center, but their wings are a little bit, besides Jordan Wright, I, I have some questions about their wings. So that's why I have them a nine. That's fair. And I, I think this team has a high, higher ceiling than some of these other teams. Oh, yeah, I think for some sure. other teams have a higher floor. Uh, in my nine spot, I'm going to take Texas A&M. Uh, they have a uh, five-star freshman wing, Manny Abaseki, who is the second, the, t- the program's second best recruit ever after DeAndre Jordan. Uh, he's a really good ath- freak athlete with a uh, really good offense. He, he could, you know, I think he could definitely be a contender for SEC freshman year. Um, you know, they got some more big men transfers, 6'8", Henry Coleman from Duke, who, you know, didn't really play, but, you know, it's expected if you're a freshman at Duke. Javante Brown from UConn, seven-footer, uh, didn't really play. That's kind of expected. I think these guys have, have very high ceilings. You know, a couple other transfers, Tyrese Radford, uh, average 12 at Virginia Tech, Marcus Williams, an experienced sophomore guard, average 15 at Wyoming. Uh, I think the, the pieces for this team are huge. I think this this team, uh, I kind of think you sold them a little short. I, I, they're, they're lacking, you know, returning minutes for sure. Uh, but I think they have the pieces, the, the, t- the talent. They, they could put it together. We'll see about that. In my eighth spot, I have Mississippi State, and I think they're one of the more incredibly underranked teams slash underrated teams going into the season. They like had they had some scorers as is. They had a uh, uh, Iverson Molinar, who's is one of the better combo guards in the SEC. But they added Rocket Watts from Michigan State, super athletic scorer. Um, they added Derek Fountain, who's pretty solid. DJ Jeffries from Memphis who uh, is at 6'7", another great wing player slash big. And they have a ton of size here. I mean, they have uh, two guys at 6'10", who, uh, Garrison Brooks from uh, UNC, who, I mean, Garrison Brooks was, was one of the better players on UNC for a long time. And he's at 6'10". They have Tulu Smith at 6'10". They have Jeffries at 6'7". Uh, Molinar is at 6'3 there. And then there's some guys coming off the bench, like Derek Fountain, like I mentioned, at 6'9". So... I think this team's going to gonna be really solid defensively. I think they're going to be really solid um, feeding Garrison Brooks and allowing Jeffries and Ro- Rocket Watts to, to fill it up from three. This is a really good squad. Like I, I would probably say that uh, my initial expectation for them going into the season is, is an eight or nine seed. They, they seem like a perfect eight or nine seed team. Yeah, I'm totally with you here. I, I think Mississippi State, I mean, I think it, at this point on, these are teams that could, could compete for next championship. I mean, the bottom ones are the bottom. I think Mississippi State 
you know, you mentioned it. The big story is their transfers. I mean, Garrison Brooks, super talent, average 10 and 7. Uh, you know, and these other guys, Rocky Watts, you know, eight, eight points in the Big Ten. Molinar last year averaged 17 for Mississippi State. Maybe that was because the team wasn't as good last year. You know, they've got a lot of size on the bench, a couple of, you know, big 6'10 freshmen. Uh, you know, and this team has struggled in the past. Uh, you know, but I, I think this is the year they maybe put it together. I think they've surrounded Molinar, uh, who's now a junior with, with, with some pieces, you know, finally with the transfer from portal. Uh, and, yeah, I think this is the team. That yeah, and also, I mean, Garrison Brooks is is pro- he was probably one of the top transfers we've seen in, like, this cycle. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, he's a really he good player. He's, he's an a ex-tech. really good player. He's going to be a you know, five, you know, he's going to start on any team. Yeah, yeah. This, this team's really good. I'll tell you what they're going to be. They're going to be really physical on defense, and they're going to rebound the ball really well. And so, I mean, again, the SEC, it's all about physicality. It's all about speed, p- pace of play, and I think Mississippi State's going to match that really well. Um, my number seven spot, I got LSU and, and Will Wade's squad. Um, they they did a nice job of roster construction as well, and Will Wade has continuously done that. Uh, whether he's doing it legally or if he's uh, giving them a strong <laughs> offer, but um, all I'm going to say is he's, he's got good rosters year in and year out. I mean, Darius Days is back, averaged about 17 – or I think he averaged like 16 points a game last year. Great score. Xavier Pinson fits in well – you talked about him a little bit – fits in super well with his offense, which is – I mean, listen, the offense is one-on-one matchups, right? So if you're LSU and you're Will Wade and you now have this transfer portal and you can now recruit, right, you want to get guys who are going to win their individual offensive one-on-one matchups. And Xavier Pinson is going to do just that. So matching him with Darius Days, I mean, again, those are two outstanding scorers. And then you have freshman Efton Reed, five-star, who's a great defender. He's going to be giving you some rebounds. Uh, you have Eric Gaines, too. You have uh, uh, Tari Eason. You have Milani Wilkinson. And down up and down the board, you see size. You see just straight-up scorers. And you have guys that really fit into that system there. So I, I like this team a lot. Yeah. I know you at seven, too. I mean, they lost Cam Thomas. They lost Trenton Watson. Obviously, this team was really good last year. Uh, I think if Adam Miller did not tear his ACL and was out for the whole season, this is the fourth best team in the SEC. That was yeah. a huge get. For that was coach. huge, yep. And, you know, it, it's really it's really unfortunate that he's not going to be there. Uh, another men- name is uh, – Justice Williams, 2022 recruit, reclassified to 21, could possibly ah, be a, uh, yep. part of this this depth. Um, no, but you said it. Xavier Pinson w- was a dog. I mean, he's he's an experienced. He's a senior this year. He yeah. averaged 14 for Mizzou, and that was in a crowded, you know, scoring, uh, you know, area with, with Drew Smith and uh, Jeremiah yeah. Silver. I mean, I'm gonna get my line right. He's a shot taker and he's a shot maker, right? And those once you get those guys in Will Wade's offense, it's scary. You know, this team, you know, struggled defensively last year for sure. Oh, they're going to uh, struggle this year. They're going to struggle mightily They're going to struggle defensively. I agree. Uh, but this is, I mean, they're a very dynamic offensive team. You're in, you're out. Uh, I mean, they yeah, also might I, I have. Think, yeah. They, they might I, have. I, t- I don't think this will be a high seed in the tournament, but I think this team could easily knock off, you know, they, they could just get, get hot and beat, you know, Florida and Arkansas. Tennessee, uh, but we'll talk about that. Yeah, something that's interesting about LSU is um, I heard a lot last year is that people would say, oh, 
this team scores a lot because they run really up-tempo, right? They run the Alabama, the Arkansas style, but they actually don't. If you look at their tempo stats, um, what they do is they just get volume of shots. So they're running yeah, they were, a similar they were, pace. They were top five offense last year. They, I, they just get shots. And, like, the more shots you put up, I guess, the greater chance you have to make them. If you have shot makers like Cam Thomas last year, um, you can do that. But Xavier Pinson is going to be making a lot of shots. Like, that, that is a given for me. I mean, him and Drew Smith is that one two combo in Missouri. That was yep. amazing. At my sixth spot, I got Florida here. And, again, the, the – theme of the SEC right now is these top teams went out and got guys to fit their roster. This whole transfer portal thing. It is. And it's interesting how you see it conference by conference. Cause we saw it a little bit in the PAC 12. And we saw it a lot in the big 12 and we're seeing it a lot in the SEC. And I don't think we're going to see it as much in the big 10, but it's interesting how each conference and each team kind of uses the transfer portal. And you have guys like, I mean, Will Wade and then you have guys like Florida who, uh, went out and got Myron Jones from Penn State, who um, was a great combo guard for Penn State. But I think that's exactly what Florida needed, right? They needed just a scorer on offense at the guard position. They already have Colin Castleton, who was really, like, as the season went on, he became one of the better big men in the entire SEC. Um, he should be taking a step up, probably. Like, he might be averaging a double-double midway through the season. He's just that talented. And, I, of course, he's also – I'm not going to – I want to mention the fact that he transferred from Michigan a couple Former of years Michigan ago. Former Michigan transfer, yeah. Yeah, uh, he, he couldn't find playing time on the Michigan team, but he's a great player. Uh, Tyree Appleby is a great point guard. Um, should be able to, to rein, it, rein it in from three. And they just got some guys like C.J. Felder. Um, he's, he's a transfer from Boston College who's able to just fill up the stat sheet. Uh, Mike White really, I think, needs to have a good season here because – his teams in the past have been just really uh, undervalued, underachieved. So uh, I like him at, at, a, at, a, at a top spot here. I would probably give him like a, I mean, a really high chance of making the tournament. And I would probably say they're probably like a six, maybe in a five seed if all goes accordingly. Yeah, uh, I have Florida here too. I mean, I mean, you mentioned it. After Trey Manley left, they needed that the guy. Uh, I think Myrian Jones can be that guy. Uh, he was great for Penn State, averaged 15 a game. Uh, he's a senior, he's experienced. Alan Castleton, 6'11", you know, average 12 and 6. We'll definitely pump those numbers up. Um, you know, they got this guy, Philandrus Fleming, with a school I've never heard of, who averaged 20 a game, who can come off the bench and be dynamic. Uh, but I think I think the biggest story uh, is Keontae Johnson. I mean, you know, the, the, he was the preseason last year, SEC player of the year. And he collapsed with a heart issue and during the fourth game of the season and never came back. So it's a big question whether or not he's going to be able to play. Because I think if he does, uh, this team has an extremely high ceiling and they can win the SEC. I mean, I think with another dynamic score, it, it like a lineup of Keontae Johnson, Myron Jones, McKissick, Castleton, like uh, this team is a yeah. problem. Don't forget Fleming too. Philandris Fleming. I, did you mention him? Yeah, that's, that's the guy who I said. Yeah, Flanders first Fleming. of all, that might be in the running for the best name we've heard so far. Philandros Fleming. Philandros Fleming Jr. Wow. I mean, he's he going to have scoring. Four, he averaged seven rebounds a game. I mean, he is clearly he's not in the right time. But, yeah. you know, and I don't know. I'm not I'm not a doctor. Uh, Keontae Johnson, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think he's playing, actually. 
at all? I, I don't think he's fine, no. Okay, well, that, that's a big factor. All right, all right I'm going to move on to my number five team, which is Auburn. And just a quick note, from this point on, I feel like all these teams have a ceiling of a two-seed or a one-seed. Like, that's just where I'm putting it. The, yeah, only re- yeah. the only reason some of my some teams are ranked higher than others is because of where I think the floor is or where I think the risk is. So I have Auburn at five, and they're, like, the, I think the biggest question mark elite team in the SEC because they have talent, right? Like, they got five-star Jabari Smith. They got Katie Johnson. I mean, those guys are NBA players. They're going to give you NBA production. Um, Walker Kessler transferred from, from UNC. I mean, he's, I think he's going to be first team all SEC as a big man. And he is in this offense with Bruce Pearl. He's capable of doing outstanding things. I mean, he was handcuffed a lot. It felt like at UNC, they kept trying to figure out where he was meant to play. Um, I think he fits in better with an SEC type offense where it's just more fluid in general, but he's going to be incredible. Uh, They have NBA players. Their talent is, is next to none almost. I mean, their talent's incredible. But again, you have that risk, right? You have that uh, the the lack of guard uh, experience, and I've said this on the last week's on, on the on the Pac-12 one is that I believe a team can only win the championship, national championship, if they have at least one experienced guard, preferably a point guard. And Auburn doesn't really have that, uh, so I'm interested to see how they use that. I mean, Katie Johnson is probably going to run their point guard, and he's I mean he's a great player he's a former five-star but again like they don't have that experience so that's the reason i have them lower but their ceiling is a two seed yeah um i, I agree with you these team ceilings are super high at five i have arkansas uh you know obviously lost lottery pick moses moody lost defensive you know anchor justin smith uh those you know were, were the two huge guys but there were some other big surprises. You know, Devo Davis was the lowest-rated freshman out of Musselman's uh, class, and he uh, he became a permanent fixture in the starting lineup. Uh, he, he could definitely blossom into a big star. Uh, the guy who they recruited to fill this Moses Moody role is Stanley Umude, uh, six foot six out of South Dakota, averaged twenty-two a game and seven rebounds. I mean, again, you know, it's hard to know with this whole new transfer thing that where how these like guys who average 20 plus in these bad conferences are going to do in the SEC. But I think this guy could fill those shoes. Uh, there are a couple other, you know, big guys, Connor Vanover, uh, seven foot three coming off the bench. Who's also could be their best perimeter shooter. Uh, KK Robinson, another uh, quick X factor out of Oak Hill. Uh, he had some injuries, but should be back now. Uh, you know, they're not the same defensive team without Smith. You know, I, I think this team will probably end up being closer to, like, a six seed. Uh, but, you know, it, 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 we're just going to have to see, how you know, who steps up from the bench, how good Umude actually is compared to, you know, filling Moses, uh, you know, Moody's shoes from last year. Yeah, I mean, it, this is so interesting how it works. Either we have the same teams in the same spots or, like, I have one team ranked one one higher than you. So at my fourth spot, I have Arkansas here. Um, and you mentioned it, but you forgot to mention JD Note, who yeah. stepped up a lot last year, and he's gonna probably be the guy uh starting and initiating that that fast-paced muscleman offense. Um, I think the season depends on him. 
right? He's a senior now. They have another senior point guard and Chris likes transfer from uh, Miami, who, if you remember, he's that like five, seven short guy who's great ball handler, great facilitator. And again, like what rings the bell, two senior guards who could both play point guard or combo guard. Like to me, that's why I have them higher than some of these other teams, but they're going to have some, some problems. I think with some of their big men, they, they lack a little bit of size. They have Connor Vanover who's seven foot three. And if you watch him play, he looks like he doesn't even like belong on the court. He's like this big white dude yeah. with like this weird haircut. Yeah. Now he's, he's an interesting guy, but this team's good. I mean, Devonta Davis, uh, should, should provide some scoring. I, I don't think you mentioned um, Audias Tony, another transfer. Uh, he's a transfer from Pitt who uh, can put up some big games there. So I like this team. Um, defense is is a question mark with, with the lack of size at the guard position, but uh, I love my experienced guards. So having two senior guards is, is great for me. Yeah, I've got Tennessee at four. Uh, you know, there was a time last season where this was a top five ranked team in the country after beating Kentucky. John Fulkerson, big man, came back, you know, lost the Eve Ponds, and Keon uh, Johnson went pro as well. Uh, but, you know, they got a five-star point guard. Obviously, you're the big, you know, uh, experienced guy. But uh, Kennedy Chandler will be the most dynamic on-ball presence Rick Barnes has had in years, maybe since, you know, DJ Augustine when he coached at Texas in 2008. Uh, he, this guy's fast, he's explosive, uh, and he, he should be really good. This means Santiago Vescovi can be a shooting guard uh, where he can actually, you know, shoot more from the three. Uh, this should hopefully have, you know, a trickle-down effect to the rest of the shooting, the scoring options, Victor Bailey, Josiah Jordan-James, uh, you know, both guys who averaged uh, 8 to 11 points a game and, you know, could, could definitely break out. They got transferred Justin Powell from Auburn. Uh, this team's got a lot of pieces, and it's just a question of which of them are going to step up at, at what time. I mean, they've got a lot of shooters. Their defense last year was, was really good. Uh, you know, they had some injuries. They had some struggles for sure. Uh, but this team's ceiling is also very high. Listen, I, I'm with you on this, and I have Tennessee at my three spot. And I said I'm all about the experienced guards. But Kennedy Chandler is an exception. This kid, I mean, he might be the best freshman in the country. He is dynamic, amazing three-point shooter, can play defense. Um, I honestly, I don't remember a time where I was more excited about a freshman point guard than Kennedy Chandler. This kid is absolutely legit. I watched a bunch of his games in high school, and every time I watched him, I kept going away with like, oh, he can't do anything better. Like, he he can't show that yeah. he's better. Like, what's he going to do? But now he's going to college. He's probably putting on some weight, getting stronger, getting used to the game, and he's surrounded by better players. And so – listen, like this, the seal, the sky's the limit for this kid. Like, I'm not going to put him in that Cade Cunningham, like range yet for freshman point guard, but he's like in that tier below, like he's going to be incredible. They have Brandon Huntley Hatfield. Who's another uh, freshman five stars coming in. Um, you said Vic Bailey is, is just a great defender too. Fulkerson's great defender. Josiah Jordan James, another great wing, great defender, Justin Powell. Great wing, great defender. Okay, so the way this team is built is they have Fulkerson down low. They got Chandler running the point, and they just got a bunch of wings who are amazing three-point shooters and great defenders. And so, to me, this is a national championship type roster. Like, we're going to the teams now that I feel like have a solid shot in a Final Four run, and Tennessee's definitely one of them. Yeah, I'm with you. At three, I have Auburn. I mean, you hit most of it. 
I just think like their their floor to me feels higher than some of these other teams. Like I think I think Tennessee and Arkansas maybe have more potential. But I mean, like we know what we're gonna get out of seven one Walker Kessler, like crazy recruit transfer because he didn't re- didn't really play. Uh, but like this guy, like is going to be an NBA first round pick for sure. You know, a couple more transfers. Point guard Wendell Green from Eastern Kentucky averaged 16. Great ball, you know, ball movement. Katie Johnson from Georgia averaged 14. Uh, Alan Flanagan, returning junior, averaged 14. You know, uh, Charleston Zepp Jasper transfer off the bench averaged 16 a game. Uh, I mean, Bruce Pearl's done a great job the last few years. The last year, you know, kind of they didn't do as well. They had their postseason ban. Uh, but I, I think this team should have high expectations. They need to, you know, limit turnovers. Last year they were 315th in turnover rate. Uh, but, you know, the returning trio of Flanagan, Williams, and Cambridge all have experience. Uh, you know, like this defense got torn apart by like Sam Thomas, you know, Herb Jones from, uh, from Bama last year. Uh, I, I think, you know, I think this, if this team can figure out their defensive struggles and, and put, you know, put these transfers together, this is going to be like a four, three or four. Yep, I'm going to go on quickly number two, and I think this is going to be your number one team. So I'll, I'll briefly go over them. I have Bama at two. We saw what they did last year. Super impressive. Nate Oates has yet, like, built an amazing roster basically every year he's been there. Um, Shackleford is still there. They got a couple of really solid freshmen. I mean, J.D. Davison, again, though, freshman point guard, to worry me a little bit. I think he's definitely a tier below Kenny Chandler, and so you're going to have some of those – Growing pains, you might have some offensive problems early on. Uh, they got Charles Bidiaco, though. He's a great big man. This is a super talented team, but they're really young. And that's kind of where, where I have some problems with them. Um, they're going to be top 25 in defensive efficiency. I think they're going to be top 25 in offensive efficiency. But, again, like come like when they match up against some of these older teams with a lot more transfers – Right, I think they might struggle a little bit, but I mean they're bringing back Javon Quinterly, who started to become a little bit more of, of who he was supposed to be as a recruit. Uh, I like I said, Shackleford's back. Noah Gurley, uh, senior, is going to be pretty solid. But uh, Nate Oates has got a squad here. Like, this is a national championship caliber team. I just I, I don't think they they have the experience for me to feel confident in them winning the SEC. Yeah, two, I've got Kentucky. I mean, they clearly had a rough year last year. You know, they weren't 38-0 like they normally are. Um, but this is a pretty new team, uh, and I think I think they'll, they'll do a good job with it. I mean, they could, this team definitely could win the SEC. They could be a one seed. It's likely they will. Senior Kellen Grady, Travis Davison, uh, preseason first-team All-SEC. You know, some more huge transfers, uh, point guards, your wheeler from Georgia, average 14. Uh, despite being 5'9", Oscar Inueshi from West Virginia, who didn't get a lot of minutes, but clearly very talented. C.J. Frederick from Iowa is a huge one. I mean, we obviously remember how that went last year. A couple of new five-star guards. Uh, Ty Ty Washington, uh, you know, freshman, five-star. Forward Damian Collins, likely going to come off the bench as, you know, a forward to, to relieve, you know, Brooks and Tugueshi and some of these guys. Uh, you know, it's Calipari. Like it's they're really well coached. They're gonna do a good job. I just I'm a huge I really like Bama basketball, which I'll talk about in a second, but that's who I have it too. 
And my one spot, my process of elimination, I have Kentucky here. And this team is, is they reloaded big time after last season. I'm going to start with some of the freshmen coming in because they have one of the top freshmen class. I mean, Ty Ty Washington, again, though, I, I, I hate young guards, but I don't hate them. I just think that they take a, they're a little bit overrated to start the season because it takes a while to understand the offense. But he's just a dynamic scorer. He's a great defender. Um, he's mainly a facilitator. Uh, he can score. I just I think his role in this team is going to be facilitator, which is where he excels at. Um, they also got Damian Collins, who's another five star player, uh, another guard type, or actually he's he's probably more of a wing, actually more of like a could play the two, probably gonna play the three or four, but um, he provides some depth there. They got C.J. Frederick to transfer in, who is one of the better three point shooters in the country from Iowa. Oscar Shibwe, another big man who's uh, he played at West Virginia, great rebounder, uh, should help on defense. Kellen Grady, you mentioned. Again, three-point shooting, is that's obviously the thing that they're trying to go for is because last year they were one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the, in the SEC. They went around and hit the transfer portal and made sure to, to basically fix that issue and make it a strength. So I'm super excited. They still have yeah, – you mentioned Severe Wheeler. They got at point guard. Bryce Hopkins, another freshman who's a five-star. Uh, Jacob Toppin, Obi Toppin's, Toppin's brother, should make a pretty big leap oh. as a junior. Uh, Keon Brooks should again make a leap as a junior, and then Davion Mintz, who who's is it's a senior season yet now. I think he's going to be a real leader for this team. This is national championship written all over it. Like in terms of talented Kentucky teams, I feel like this has to be right up there. And I trust that Coach Kyle is going to win a bunch of games. Uh, and this offense is going to be absolutely lights out. And so we'll see how they play their first game of the season at Duke. But that should be a great one. Yeah, my number one, I have Bama. I mean, last year, this was my favorite team to watch in college basketball. I watched, and besides me, this is my favorite. West Virginia was maybe my second favorite team. Uh, just because I, I love both the play styles, even though they're very different. Um, this team won the SEC, and they made it to the Sweet 16, but they lost, even though they probably should have beat UCLA, if not for some very uncharacteristic late game, poor three-point and free-throw shooting. I believe this was one of the fastest, if not the fastest, team in the entire country. They shoot lots of threes. They drive a lot. Uh, they had 88% of shots from either three or at the rim, which is the highest in the country, and that's because they shoot a lot of threes, and then they have a lot of fast transition plays. They have a good defense. I just I love this team. I mean, they lost some guys, Herb Jones, SC Player of the Year, Primo, Petty, Bruner, uh, but they got some huge pieces back. I mean, Jim Shackelford, dynamic. Javon Quinterly, dynamic. They're, they were huge. But also, you know, some other sort of role players, Keon Ellis, Juwan Gary, um, guys that are really good for them. You know, they got some newcomers as well. Uh, guard, J.D. Davidson, you know, you mentioned it, five-star recruit, another freak athlete. Uh, I think he's going to make an immediate impact. Uh, big man recruit, Charles Diaco, French redshirt, Alex Chico, who should now have a bigger role now that some of these guys have left. I mean, this team was a little undersized last year, but they made up for it in quickness. Uh, you know, there's not much to say. I mean, there's a lot of talk about Bama football, uh, but Nate Oates is turning this team into, you know, an SC contender year after year. And I, I think this year is not going to be different. Uh, you know, when they play, when they play quality teams, it, it is must-see basketball because they, they just, they tear them up. It, it's just like a lightning attack. Uh, and it's just, they're so much fun. So, you know, are they, are they as talented as Kentucky? Not sure. They're experienced. They play, you know, a lot of these guys play together a year. 
Uh, and I, I think this could be a, a one seed. You know, that's that's where their floor, their ceiling is. I think their floor is a four seed. I mean, this. Yeah, is a, I'm super excited for SEC basketball. I feel like in terms of like conferences with just the most offense, just the most fun night in and night yeah, out. It's the, the LSU versus Bama games last year were just electric. There's so much. I mean, and I like to see teams like Mississippi State and maybe Vanderbilt like show up a little bit more. Maybe they maybe they get some of these upsets. So I think they do have good teams. I mean, the problem is you just got those four at the bottom who are really tough. Um, anyways, it should be a great season for SEC basketball. Uh, we'll catch you guys, I think, in a little bit with ACC next. Does hopefully. that sound legit? ACC, ACC and Big Ten, hopefully before the season starts. One week from seven today. Days. Yep. One Woo! week, everyone get excited. I can't wait. Uh, I'm gonna end it off with a go blue. Go Bruins. I get to say that. Um, yeah, you get to say it in the basketball podcast. That's Anyways, make sure to stay tuned for the other podcast. Have a great week. See you guys next time.